Oh my god, your poor dad. Well, come shall we do back. it? Yeah. Shall we move this fuck on? Yes. We've, we've been, been really waiting, waiting for you. We've for all you. been waiting for you. It's not distracting you. No, we're just teeth clickety clackety. We're just waiting for you. Okay, welcome back to Your Poor Dad. You can't choose your sisters, but you can choose your podcast. So thank you for joining us and being the fourth brand sister. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. How's everyone doing today? You know, I'll be honest. Um, I've been better. You have? I think. I is it work? It's work. I'm Work's not, really testing you. And that's the thing. I'm not really going to get into it. It's just basically a bunch of drama. But I wish you could. I wish I could. You think Paige, you will. Paige is in her peak form when she's talking about work drama. Like she'll like call me in between calls to like give me the down low. And I'm just like, I wish. Well, the thing that's crazy is day one, I was calling you every hour yeah. to give you updates, <laughs> thinking that it was just going to last one day. Mm-hmm. And now we're on week two. Um, and it's just so exhausting. Yesterday... Um, my anxiety and stress literally made me trigger warning, throw up on the floor. Um, oh my God. I told, mm-hmm. like I you told, couldn't make it to the bathroom. No, couldn't it was, make it to the sink. Like it was instant, but it was, and it's wild. And you know, I'm not the only one at my, um, company feeling the same way. And it's just, you know, I think small company pains and, um, yeah it'll get figured out that and we've talked about this before there is just like something that is so comforting about being in a big company being just like a a a little little fish fish in a big big pond pond. and just like you could like fuck around and no one really knows about it like you can come to like shuffle some papers around you know well i think that Paige in particular really likes to know exactly what her objective is and exactly what needs to get done so even if she's a small fish in a big pond she's gonna daughter eyes cross her t's and that's it but then the problem with small companies is that there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things yeah and i think that's like where it gets a little messy yeah yeah so just stressful things but it is what it is stressful things i think this time of year just is kind of like a stressful time yeah i would agree with that but you know there's only more stress added to like this is the most wonderful time of the year as yeah bing crosby and is says it, like is it the most wonderful time Renifer? Renifer no thing. no one likes the cold no one likes to have to like buy things and budget it's so differently. much like pressure yeah it's too much and um so i was not to brag but i was on uh, my friend kim's podcast this week mm-hmm. it's called my lips aren't sealed and shout out. shout out to Kimberly Cobb. Um, and I had the best time. We were talking about like during the holidays, how to enjoy it, not like being single because they asked me like, are you in the holiday spirit? And I was like, honestly, in the past five years, I have not been in the holiday spirit. This is the first year where I have been. And I think it's because like I'm in a more like solid relationship and that's kind of like annoying. Well, here's the thing about that is that's a you thing. And are you in the holiday spirit? Yeah. The thing about me, I guys, I've been single for a very long time and um, not really kind of not a very long time, like a couple years. It's kind of a long time. Not really. Some people have been (laughs) single for like 10 years. True. But especially the holidays, like if I 
am buying gifts for people. They're going, the, the gift wrapping is going to be a theme and that I'm putting my tree up. So the tree and my theme of presents, the way I wrap them, that is what really gets me in the holiday spirit, you know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't really, I guess after, so five years ago is when I got my, actually, if we're going to go take it all the way back, seven years ago is when I found out Mark was an addict two months after we got married. And it was like literally December like 11th or something. And so the holidays spirit wasn't really alive in my soul at that time. And then, so that was like our first little year being married. Our second, like... (laughs) I guess that wasn't even our first year. That was just like going into being married. Yeah. Then the next year he went into rehab on our wedding anniversary. And so he was there for like 30 days and then like 30 days of like outpatient work. So by the time Christmas rolled around again, was not really in the holiday spirit because like, I was like, are you using or are you not? (laughs) Then the next year is when we broke up (laughs) and separated. So then I was like, in my like wild phase where I was just like up and down, like starting to date again. So I guess actually that year I was in the holiday spirit because my friends were like inviting me to parties, like my single friends. I guess that's my question to you. Like, what do you mean by holiday spirit? Like really embracing the holiday, like going to like festive events, having your tree up, decorating, like just feeling like you're in the holiday, like spirit, you know, like, cause nothing that there is, I don't feel sad about being single ever around Christmas time. No, it's like the one time that I'm like, there's so many things going on and I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, Everything just is so cheery. I think it's the best time for, you know, as Rihanna says, if you don't feel confident or whatever, you just fake it and then you become confident. So it's the time of the year that there's so many visual markers that are happening. There's so many things that you're doing actively to make yourself happy. Putting up a tree, something that's just like a little bit different, a little more special and like even if you didn't want to put up the tree once it's up, you're happy that it's there. What sneaks up on you is the New Year's though. No, okay, this is, I, I'm not sad. When I was single, I was not sad about being single around the holidays. I just didn't feel the need to like go balls deep into holiday stuff. Like I didn't really, like I liked going to drinks with my girlfriends, but I wasn't like decorating my house when I was single. I was just kind of like, I wasn't doing anything special. I wasn't watching Christmas movies. I wasn't listening to Christmas music. So like, I was like generally like pretty happy being single and less I was like heartbroken, you know, but like once you're like over the heartbreak slump, it's like fine for the most part. Yeah. You know, the only part that sucks about being single is when you're like freshly dumped. Yeah. I think for you, though, specific to the holidays, like you aren't the type of person to put up a tree. No, I'm not very festive. So that's like me single or not i'm putting up a tree mm-hmm. i'm putting it in my living room yeah. and bending in my, bending bending in my living room you. russ and also you had a whole spiel about like cuffing season and how you need to be dating someone the three months and then whatever this was when i could not speak yeah, and i was wild i was surprised to hear this from you no yeah. i okay you're shocking you're shocking us all 
I think that cuffing season is like a thing because mm-hmm. people people like being having it's fun having somebody to like do shit with around the holidays. Like it is fun being single around the holidays too. But like it is like fun to be like, hey, do you want to go do the fucking field of lights or whatever that shit is in Zilker? Trail lights. Yeah. Um, welcome to Austin. Yeah, welcome to Austin, honey. But you know what I mean? But like I, I stand by that cuffing season math. Okay. Um anyway. okay. So I wanted to talk to you guys, unless you guys, like, what's going on with your week? Do you want to do week updates? Well, I just wanted to um, circle back to your friend Kim's podcast. I do think that it would be so great if we did a crossover, but I would love for her sister to be there. Okay. Because yeah, I thought they were just lovely. Okay. Um. So what happened this week? What's going on? Well, you know, um, we... I, I've just been pretty busy with work this past weekend. I did go to a holiday party. Um, I saw you guys were like ho, ho, ho. Yeah, we were little ho, ho, ho's. I know. I showed Hank and I was like, look at your aunts. It was a Hollis Slay party. Look at them out there. I know. He was like so appalled. He was like, I've never seen them look like that before. Well, Well, especially you. you. That's the one he was really worried about was you, Bailey. Because he was like, that's my aunt B. Yeah. Like he just thinks of you as like so conservative, buttoned up, mm-hmm. turtleneck like, girl. Yeah, he was like, Aunt B teaches my it teaches me my ABCs, and now I see her with like a little slutty Mrs. Claus outfit on. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm a multifaceted person. He ought to know it. Well, that's what I said. I was like, just because Aunt B is a teacher does not mean she can't put on a little outfit. She's multifaceted and be a little ho 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 for a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just because I'm an auntie, right? Yeah. But it was fun. Okay. Whose party was it? A uh, Patrick's. Oh. Yeah. That's It fun. was great because I was not going to be able to shop for that little outfit and Styx went and got it for me. <laughs> so nice. nice. That is really nice. He's a real one. Um. So we went up to Dallas to see Zach and Rhiannon and we had the best and we met Charlie Jade. And it was like kind of emotional. I was like, I can't believe you have my name and you're a baby and you're going to be an adult one day. She's a baby. And she's going to have to like be filling out her driver's license form, Charlie Jade. So that was cute. It was really cute. Mm -hmm. And I got Botox, which was amazing. Jealous. I need to, it's, it's about time for me to get some more. Yeah. Oh, and then, um, Zach and Ree moved and guess what neighborhood they live in? What? They live in the neighborhood of your ex-boyfriend and your friend. <gasps> Tell them what you did. What ex-boyfriend is that? Oh, the same family. Same family. Yes. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like funny. I was just like great LOLing. Yeah. Great neighborhood. I know. I was like, you guys are like really living the life over Truly. here. Um, okay. Have you guys seen that girl on TikTok whose wedding like blew up? Okay. No. Yes. Well, Kind of no. I really have only seen TikToks of the aftermath. Um, the wedding that blew up seemingly out of nowhere. Nowhere. And then plot twist, Bailey, this is where you come in. True crime. So they spent something like $59 million on this wedding. That's they, disgusting. They flew everyone to France. Was it France? Yes, Paris. Paris. Your France, favorite place. My favorite place. Um, and then five days after after the wedding, the groom 
Does he get arrested or does he go no, to jail? No, no, no. Okay, let me get let me break it down. Okay. okay. So this girl's name is Madeline Brockworth. And so she came out of nowhere, like Paige said. All of a sudden, these TikToks started coming across my desk, and it was like this insane wedding with like the flowers like you've never seen before. And then you're like, oh, this is a beautiful wedding. No, that's just their welcome party. And then she's like having breakfast at Chanel with all of her bridesmaids. They're making custom bags. And you're just like, who are these people? And they chartered the plane for all of their guests. No, So then we're like learning more and more about this wedding. And then it's like, oh, we think this wedding is like $10 million just from what we've seen based on the actual like wedding festivities because she's like custom Dior custom like this designer this designer all of her wedding outfits like they rented out the Eiffel Tower for like lunch for their guests and you're like oh my gosh this isn't this is insane then someone finds their wedding website they flew everyone out in chartered planes and they were like going from like three different locations I think it was like Miami Fort Worth and like I think somewhere like in the northeast and the bridal party had their own private plane. Then they also put up the guests. They had a choice of one or two hotels. They stayed at Versailles one of the nights. They had their wedding at this like other like chateau. It was just truly like opulence. Like it was crazy. Like, but the the weird part about this is that this is like a billionaire level wedding because it was so expensive, like $60 million. Like think about people who have like a hundred million dollars. That's like a lot of fucking money. That's generational wealth. This is, this is truly absurd, but like people who have weddings like this, they don't broadcast it like this. And it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like when you go to her TikTok, it wasn't like she was having like content leading up to this, but like she hired a content creator. So like she wanted this to be TikTok content. She had like a videographer and photographer and all that. But then she had a girl that was specifically hired to create vertical content for her. So it's like, okay, what is the point here? It was a very fishy. Everyone started getting like, Hmm, like your little, our little spidey senses were tingling. So then, and by the way, guess where these people are from? Texas. Obviously, but guess where? South Lake. No, Fort Worth. Oh, she went to TCU. Hook them. Oh, what is it? Frogs? Horn, Horn frogs. frogs. Horn them up. What's that you're saying? What they say? Hornies. Something like that. Gig them. Yeah. Oh, um, anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. What? <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> okay, so this is what fucking happened. You're going to die. Okay, so. Once she started blowing... Oh, by the way, let me just preface this before. The only other videos on her page were from her bachelorette party, which she stayed at Amangiri, which is... I don't know what that is. Amangiri is this like really, really high-end hotel in the middle of nowhere in Utah, and it's gorgeous. It looks like you're like in Mars. Like It's beautiful. It's like $3,000 a night to stay there. She was there for four nights with her bridesmaids. I'm assuming they paid for that because like... You don't like split a room at Amangiri. Yeah. Like she's 26. Her friends can't afford that unless they're, they're all parental wealthy. Right. Well, I'm worried about what you're going to drop on us. I know, but like I want, I'm building the anticipation. Yeah. So 
every night of that party, she had a full on foot, like videographer videos like being made for like this to create content around it. They had like a Marie Antoinette theme, which is just like, LOL. It's like a little Look too on the, the nose. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, everyone's doing like thesis papers on how she's like, Whoa. it's like she, the Marie Antoinette, like it's like very, yeah. and like every theme was like crazy, like alien theme, golden hour theme. And it, everyone's like decked to the nines, full f- floral arrangements. And this is just her bachelorette party. Do you think that she had like costume designers do you think it's yes. like okay i'm gonna trust that page is gonna come dressed no, the way no, i, I envision okay everyone had like insane marie antoinette wigs okay. it wasn't like half-ass wigs like it wasn't like oh we got the nice wigs and then these girls obviously like went to party city no they right. all had them so it's just like it's very very fishy so then of course i don't know why she didn't anticipate this happening knowing that this was in her little closet but the internet does their thing and they find out that this guy is on trial for assault an aggravated assault against a fucking police officer in Texas which is crazy so this happened in March so this happened March 14th and the police were responding to multiple disturbance calls so like what's going on they're living in like this 1.8 million dollar house i know everything i like literally <laughs> have been down a fucking rabbit hole and their house is like very pretty it looks like in a normal like nice fort worth neighborhood so like what kind of disturbance was going on it wasn't like a, an apartment like you kind of have to be like really loud for that to happen i don't know um there was a disturbance of dad's 60th birthday mm-hmm. yeah yeah but we were karaokeing so loud maybe that's outside. what they do outside but it seems like he was a little aggravated and like irritated because like he came out and so this is what they said they said he did intentionally and knowingly threaten imminent bodily injury to the officers and did use or exhibit a deadly weapon during the commission of the assault, namely a firearm. So he shot at the police. The gun well, was he fired. Exhibited he, he showed a it. Well, they're saying he fired it. Well, well, you just said he didn't. Okay. Well, that's what people are saying on the internet. So allegedly. Well, well that could be speculation. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> he, regardless, he was looking like he was about to use this well he, even taking it out and use in threatening that's it's that's still not like okay. you don't take a gun out on an officer it's not like no, you're, you're you don't walk outside holding it yeah it's not like clearly they were responding to a call and it wasn't like he was like caught off guard i mean we're i who knows what happened really i mean we don't really know but like we just know it feels like very DFWE, you know, mm-hmm. like affluenza vibes where mm-hmm. it's like this guy probably has gotten away with a lot during his lifetime. And like there's n- not been a lot of consequences. That's the vibe I'm getting from these people. Oh, my God. What if they use affluenza as a defense now that it's in like Ethan Couch set the precedent for yeah. that? I mean, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Truly using affluenza well once the the president has been said that means you can use it legally as a defense so um so the crazy part about this this happened in march so this wedding was being planned during that time and in august he went in for court and so this guy is facing five to 99 years per (laughs) officer that were there okay 
So when he went to court in March or in August, he was given a plea deal of 25 years. So they're like, look, this is like your best shot, which the fucked up thing about this is a lot of people without money who this happened to, that would be a good deal for them. And they'd probably take it. But this guy's clearly loaded. So it brings like a lot of questions up, obviously. First of all, why the fuck are you putting all of this shit out on TikTok? Yeah. When you know how TikTok is, why? And it's, it's not like she's like going viral through her friends. Like she started posting things. She was doing like, let's do lunch at Chanel. Let's do, let's go to my fitting at Dior. I think it could be because she has grown up in such a lifestyle and hopefully she hasn't run into the same types of trouble but like any minor little like speed bump has never been a speed bump yeah you know it's like speeding ticket no what's a speeding ticket you know what i mean like i think it's almost like she doesn't understand the gravity of the situation possibly she just thinks that everything's gonna be like fixed and brushed like brushed over but the crazy part about this is that she is probably really naive to all of this because she's only 26 but her parents yeah that's the weirdest part the other thing is the money is coming from the parents right and oh you don't think she made this she's not independently wealthy it's just a little (laughs) she's a self-made it's just wild because they're still giving it you know they're still giving it to her right and it's it just seems so strange she didn't commit a crime no i know but like it's really strange to be like celebrating this great love that is supposedly them and for him to possibly be going to jail for the rest of his life well okay so i was posting about this on my stories and somebody was like okay hear me out this may be crazy but what if they're like so in love they're trying to have like the time of their life before he potentially goes away i was like no 59 million dollars no time of their life no. I think that I need That's, some more information on what, what do you want to know? I know everything. Well, if the weapon was discharged and what exactly called the cops to be brought to their house, because if it was a domestic disturbance where they're arguing with each other and he had a firearm out, that's very alarming and not okay, obviously, but like, well, we if it was a party and it was a noise ordinance, but like, what does issue, that, that doesn't change anything. Really. It changes everything for me. Why? To know what kind of person this guy is. I think knowing a guy who's living in a $1.8 million house in Fort Worth, he's not scared of fucking cops. What I'm saying is... He's not like a person who's in Austin who's like on the street who's like literally this person, this cop might kill me. He's a white man in Fort Worth. Well, what I'm asking is... Did they get a call because people were karaokeing outside and it was a noise disorder? Right, or like, did or did she call from within the house? Yeah. That, or did well, people call point. because it sounded like there was violence happening? I mean... If it's a violent person, then that's very different. If he actually shot the gun, that's very different than if he had a gun, if he exhibited a gun. I do agree. I have... Okay, I mean, I guess, yes, if we want to get into the weeds with it, yes. You said you knew everything. <laughs> i mean yes i guess that is very different however what from what we know optics only like we can only go off of this i mean i can fill in a lot of blanks i don't think it would have gotten this far if it was a karaoke party and if he had a concealed carry but 
for what you're presenting, I think it's okay for me to ask a couple questions. Agreed. Yeah, it's but we don't okay. know. You know everything. Well, I know most things. I, you're making it sound like he walked out the door and was like shooting, and I just want to understand what was well, happening. Here's the thing: we that don't I, know. Well, here's the thing: well, yeah, we we can't. We, we would all we would all love to know that we have the facts in, in front of us. He this happened in March. The wedding happened in November. Why the fuck are you having this wedding? Well, here's the thing: so that just tells me that that fifty nine million is wipe your ass money and that's crazy well other people were speculating that maybe they were trying to get rid of some money because money laundering well because the thing is like the dad is the chairman and ceo of the parent company of mercedes-benz of coral gables okay in florida so that's like not really like this level of money to be that like i feel like back just a couple decades ago, it didn't. You didn't have to explain why you had all the money. It was like, oh, just because of this, I am associated with this company. And now people are kind of like trying to untangle all of that and understand like where it's coming from. Well, and it doesn't make it's sense. when you're putting your money out in this way. Yeah, you're gonna be like, wait, this isn't. This is kind of strange. This is literally so much fucking money to spend on a wedding. Another thing that I thought was very interesting is that. The whole wedding content, like when you get wedding content on your TikTok, I like when you feel that there's love at the wedding, like you really feel like this couple is connected and this wedding is a reflection of those two people. But this was like an insert groom here wedding, like Jacob Legrone had nothing to do with like picking out the florals for this wedding. Like, let's be honest. So the bride is the rich, rich one. Her parents pay for it. And you know who it reminds me of? Our yep. catfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like insert groom here. Like it's yeah. just like so ostentatious and like it's a little gauche. A little. Yeah. But yeah, so that's like I'm really interested to see what happens. I feel bad for her because she's 26 and I don't feel bad for her. I feel she knows exactly who she's she this this person that that's not the first time he's done something like that yeah she she knows exactly who she married and like i've got some intel that people were saying that he is kind of like a dick but that's allegedly that's allegedly well and allegedly me being judgmental um i would agree that he probably is and i would assume that she is like kind of naive said or that she's it or so sweet well so that's kind of why i feel bad i mean i there's well, room for everything yeah but it is a lot of things can like murdoch vibes i just don't, that's what somebody else said i don't think that it's yeah i don't think she's um the reason i don't feel bad is because i don't think this is new behavior you yeah. know what i mean it's like and if the however many million dollar wedding was small peanuts then that's great keep going listen i'm talking to you keep going don't um don't give up on love maybe take some notes on what you did and what you could do in the future and yeah use this 59 million dollar wedding as a learning lesson for your next marriage yeah Yeah. because every successful relationship has to end in 
death, you know, like it could end in divorce. It, it could, could end in annulment. It could end in behind bars a separation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so moving on, are okay. we good to lay this to rest for now yeah. until it comes back up? Um, okay. So I watched this movie, which I never watch movies. Mm-hmm. It's truly crazy. And I texted the gorillas and I was like, okay, if you guys have time to watch it today before we record, can you please, because this is right up our alley. No, this is right up our alley. Okay, but the reason why it's like kind of right up my alley is because it's like well done. Okay. And you guys like you guys like any kind of movie. Like you're equal opportunity movie girlies. But I, this type of like drama we we love crime, we love drama. And yeah. so it's really right up our alley. But the way it was so well done, like it even got my attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm not easy to grab attention Mm -hmm. to because i'm like i live on my phone so this movie is called may december Mm -hmm. and it is starring julianne moore natalie portman and charlie melton and it is all based on mary kay letourneau so it's about like pedophiles yeah um i still i turned it on while i was getting ready for the podcast i do have about 20 minutes left but i I've seen I've seen a lot and I think you've seen enough. I saw you where you where Yeah. You were and the only my mouth was seriously just it was crazy. For so far half of the movie and the only note that I had in my phone cuz I thought I should take notes if we're going to talk about it on the podcast was this is not Jade's type of movie. Yeah. Um so so interested to hear what you have to say about it. Okay, first of all, I was very <sighs> Just, it was so crazy because Mary Kay Letourneau, and I don't know how, like, how much it's based on Mary Kay Letourneau. There is, like, a clip going viral of the, in the movie, Julianne Moore and Charlie Melton, and it's, like, basically exactly like this interview that Mary Kay Letourneau had. And to give you a little background, so the, the, Natalie Portman is an actress in the movie, and she's about to play the role of this woman. So she wanted to meet her, meet her family, really get to know this character before she starts shooting this film. Um, and Natalie Portman's her own kind of crazy. Yeah. So she's like trying a to method. get in the mind. She's a method And actress. she's like, she's... Does Julianne Moore play Mary Kay Letourneau? Yes. Yes. But like, it's not Mary Kay Letourneau, but it's definitely based on Mary Kay Letourneau because Do you think all the listeners know who Mary Kay Letourneau was? So Mary Kay Letourneau was a teacher who fell in love with her student and she was an adult, like in her thirties and he was like- I think it was eighth grade. Yeah. Like very, very, very young. And in the movie, he was in seventh grade and she was not a teacher. Yeah. But she was 36, which is crazy. Like I'm 35. I cannot even imagine relating to a 25 year old, let alone. How old are you in seventh grade? 12, 13, 13, 12. It's so fucking disgusting. And so, okay. So have you gone to the part where Natalie, (laughs) Charlie? Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, Julianne Moore has this lisp, this crazy lisp. Sometimes. No, it's like a full lisp. And it's like, it's like a list that's like in the back of her throat and it's so well done. It is really well done. Like, what's his name in it? Joe. Joe. Yeah. She's like, she'll be like, yeah, Joe, go get the kids. 
Yeah. But it's like in there. I'm not doing I can't do it right. But um, but I think the lisp, it makes you so irritated with her. It's just like a nagging little like irritation. You already just like, obviously what she did is wrong, but the entire movie, she's like manipulating you into thinking like, this is true love. Like, look what they've overcome this crazy thing. Like they're the outliers that this is actually not bad, but then it's like this nagging little fucking irritation. She's so manipulative and so like, like, um, victimy like she tries to paint herself as the victim every time like he tries to come to her or somebody like comes to her like asking questions about the fucking pedophilia she she's like goes into victim mode. she's like i don't know why we're still talking about this we've been married for 26 years yeah it's like oh because well, it's like, because honey crazy yeah like and it's crazy in the film too seeing him being so close in age to his kids like he's really like a cousin to them it's so fucking sad um okay you know the scene that just was like so it explained their whole dynamic perfectly is when he came home and she was sobbing on the bed and you're like oh my god something terrible happened and so she's a baker in the movie and she come, he comes in he's like, Oh my gosh, what's the matter? And she goes, so-and-so canceled all of their orders. And he's like, Oh no, what happened? She goes, they're moving her. There's something wrong with her sister. Like there has nothing to do with her being a fucking pedophile. She was moving because, and she got a heads up. Hey, I'm not going to have any future orders because I'm literally moving out of the area yeah and i'm gonna pay for the order that i already have and he's like oh like well that's okay and she's like no it's not i could have used that time for something else you don't understand now that cake's going in the garbage and it and then he had to comfort her and so it just like kind of showed a peek into their dynamic. The whole movie was just so well done, like from like a psychological standpoint, they really did a good job at showing like the, the manipulation at play to get to that point. Yeah. I think that's what is, um, what makes the movie so good, but it also is so hard to watch, honestly, because Mm -hmm. it's just so sad because it really happens. He was in seventh grade and him, he's like, maybe I was too young. Maybe, maybe I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I know that we say that we're really in love, but like, maybe I didn't know what was her. And she's like, oh, now you don't know. Like you were the one that was in charge. And it's like that manipulation. It's like, brah, first of all, she's like, you seduced me. Yeah. Like you fucking wish lady. Yeah. You woman. Yeah. She, um, she constantly is like treating him like a child and like bossing everyone around while being the victim. And that is just like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really intense movie. Um, yeah, it's very intense, major trigger warnings for it. it, The whole thing, you're just like, you kind of hate, both of the girls you 100% yeah well you hate Julianne more because her character is disgusting and then you kind of like you kind of are like 
seeing that Natalie Portman isn't a good person, kind of from the beginning, but you're like lesser of two evils here. But then she's just as fucking bad and she does some fucked up shit to Joe too in there. Like that scene, I mean, this is a major spoiler. Maybe not just as bad. Not just as bad. But yeah, not just as bad, but she is bad. Like, okay, so this is a spoiler alert. So maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. Do you want to know? I can't skip ahead 30 seconds. Okay. She'll watch it. Okay, fine. Well, is it going to make people not want to watch it? No. People, meaning me. No, it's no. not like a major plot okay, you can no, but I No, but I don't think you should say it. Okay, fine. Oh, whoa. All, all she's going to say is, like, Natalie Portman is She takes advantage a, of Joe. And she's a method actor. She wants to really, like, yeah. get into the part. <sighs> okay, do you guys want to get into some sister or yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay. So this let's start off with like a nice and easy one. It's coming to party season. Hangover cures. A nice cold beer. Okay, that's, that's it. the only. That's not a cure. That's a see it through. Honestly, Ride the wave. It depends on the type of hangover, but a lot of times, some some bad food, McDonald's, Taco Bell. You know. Yeah. And, ice cream and a nap so you you wake up and you're like oh no i don't feel good and then you get that food you eat it you take a nap drink a lot of water and then um and then you feel better yeah so here's my tips for the holiday season so i would try to stick to one type of liquor mm-hmm. i wouldn't be going back and forth do do not even think about having wine if you've had tequila, vodka, any sort of liquor. Like, don't do that to yourself. Um, and then try to drink water throughout the night. Obviously, you know this. But I would also order Element, L-M-N-T. Um, and that's electrolytes. And I would chug Element before you go to bed. And then you're probably still going to wake up if you're wake up hungover if you're me. Like, I can never escape a hangover. And like Paige said, a nap. Like you, the only real cure for a hangover is sleep and more alcohol. So I like to call it easing back into sobriety. And if you have during the holidays, like we have event after event Mm -hmm. after event. So you probably have to wake up and be ready for another event at some point. So make a Bloody Mary, drink a beer. Some I like really like carbonated things. So like, in something easy to drink so maybe like an onda or something like fruity i always want a coca-cola yeah like a coca this is the dream lineup like a diet coke or full diesel coke some sort of like beer or seltzer or like onda or bloody mary and then like a big cold water mm. Sounds nice. And then maybe like a coffee. Throw a coffee in there. Okay. And then I'd also take Midol because Midol has caffeine in it and it's a diuretic and it will help with your uh, headache. Okay. And then if you're really desperate, grandma mean, but then you're going to be like loopy all day. Okay. Advice on navigating life post-grad. I'm graduating college in a week and I'm a bit intimidated. First of all, congratulations. Congrats. Um, honestly, so much. Well, it's like, it almost depends on like, okay, are you staying at home? Like, are you moving back home? Are you moving to a new city? I guess like we can give generic advice. So 
first of all, you are in the safe years. I would say you have like three good years after graduation. That's kind of like you're kind of allowed to like flounder. I mean, you're allowed to flounder whenever. But. Well, I think for me, I don't I didn't really have time to flounder because it was a different time. Like, I don't know what kind of I don't know if you have a job lined up yet or what kind of job it was, but I had a job very shortly after I graduated. So I graduated and then I was like looking for apartments in Austin, found the apartment and then I started my in-person job. So I had such a routine, which really helped me being in a new city, living on my own, making friends at work. And so that was really, really helpful for me because I'm, and honestly, I really liked have I hate long commutes but I did like having a longer commute my first job because I really got to exp- like drive and understand the city that mm-hmm. I was in um and that's what was great for me I don't know what it would be like if my first job was a work from home job oh my so god that's no. what I, I don't know what to say and if that is the case because a lot of jobs are still work from home. I know I still work from home. I would say you have to figure out some kind of routine now and you have to get into some kind of something, whether it's like a workout class or like a hobby or something to where you're involved, interacting with other people on a regular basis throughout the week. Yeah. When I moved to California... I had was lucky. I luckily was in a big company where there was a bunch of young people. So I had a like built in social life right away. Mm-hmm. But then I joined a boxing gym and I was not a workout girly at all. Like I was like the laziest person in college and the boxing gym. I think I did it like three or four times a week. And it was so nice to just like break up the office day, like break up going yeah. from the office to my house and I think that's the thing because like college your schedule so like you're like on campus and then you're like able to maybe go take a nap at your house and then go back to more classes and party and stuff yeah your responsibilities are an hour long yeah sporadically but I just I also wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself to like have everything figured out yeah in your first few years because literally your frontal lobe is not even formed yet so like you don't even know like the job that you're in now who knows you can do whatever you want like you're just know you're not stuck in this entry-level job but a lot of people just take entry-level jobs just to like work and like get your first apartment and kind of like get your your bearings and being an adult And then you can kind of figure out, okay, like, what do I like? And it's also good to have those entry-level jobs that are, like, no pressure. So you can kind of see, like, oh, I like being in an office. Oh, maybe I'd prefer working from home. Or maybe I don't like sales. Maybe I like this. And no matter what anyone tells you, whether you're just graduated college or us right now, like, we're all still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know? I was going to say, even if it is your dream job, exactly where you like set your North Star, you should still treat these next few years as learning years. So you give yourself that grace and it's not like, okay, well, this is what I wanted and this is where I'm supposed to be. So I'm going to have to adjust to whatever environment I'm in. You should know that you can grow and you can either change jobs or change fields or do whatever or change that job the way you want it to be. Right. Yeah. Okay, this is a good one. How do I get over the insecurity my boyfriend gave me during our talking stage? 
this is so fucking real like for so okay let's just like paint like a hypothetical scene here so i'm guessing like during the talking stage they were potentially like in a mini situationship where it's like what are we what aren't we like maybe they're both like dating other people they're going mm-hmm. out to bars and stuff i'm so far removed from like this kind of dating like this reminds me of maybe more of like a college situation where like you could go to a bar and see him like talking to another girl and it like you they're flirting you know mm-hmm. so maybe like that's what this situation is no words i I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so first of all, I would pay attention to how he's making you feel now. And if this still is coming up in your relationship, I'd really take like a long, hard look at it. Like, do I want to be with somebody who this is how they made me feel? Like, is your relationship now so much different? Because he should be making you feel so secure in this relationship that the talking stage, you're just like LOLing after. Well, that The reason I don't know what to say is because I don't know what insecurity he gave her. Right. Um, if it is just the insecurity of she was ready to exclusively date him before he was ready to exclusively Mm -hmm. date her and now they are exclusive, then I would say like, as long as that there was transparency there, then, you know, you can, you can let that go kind of thing. Let's assume that there's not because if she's like insecure, there's not what there's not transparency. So she thought they were exclusive and he was fucking around. Yeah, or like they were like not talking about it. And or then there was like, I can't see you tonight because I'm going to go see Chelsea. I feel like it was probably a situation where it was like they are consistently hooking up for like months and months and months. And like they haven't had the like the talk yet. And then like it made her super insecure because she probably knew he was hooking up with other girls too. And then I mean, I'm painting this all because I this is how I would feel like this, that's the only thing it would come up as insecurity. Yeah. For me. Yeah. No, I think that I really need more of the more of the story because that like couldn't be me. Like I would be like, all right, are we exclusive or not? Like I feel like we should, mm-hmm. but I understand not everyone would be like that. So well, how about you email us and give us some context? Yes. I don't want to give you an additional insecurity, but yes. I would say that if if there was like a goal you had in mind, which would be to be with this person, it was more about that than about like, I really like this quality in this person. I really like how he does, you know, X, Y, Z. And you could see a future with them and it like you kind of zero it in on, well, why doesn't he spend more time with me and why does he do this or that? I think it'd be a good thing to examine that. I don't know. Let us know your poor dad at gmail.com. Or just DM us. Okay. Or DM us. Um, All right. Let's move on to our stories. These are really weird. Okay. (laughs) Well, one is really weird. Do you want Bailey to read them or do you want to read them? I have it pulled up. Okay. Go on. My friend, let's call her Haley, was... What? Where are you looking at? I'm looking at her. I usually oh. look at you when she's oh. reading. Okay. My friend, let's call her Haley, was seeing a guy. Let's call him Matt for about a month or two. Everything was going great. He had a job and a car. Wow. Bars and hall. And was nice <laughs> to her. The bare minimum. Laughing my ass off. <laughs> laughing my ass 
that's not, that's so millennial of me to like say that out loud. Okay. But every time they would have sex, he would keep his boxers on. Yep. Keep them on. She would pull them down and he would pull them right back up. They Wait, only, so they would, it would be through the hole. Yep. Yeah. They only did it doggy style. And then even during BJ's, he would just stick it through the little pee hole of the boxers. At first he, she thought he was just wasted. But after the fifth time, first sober time, she asked, Hey, why do you do that? He went on to give a full monologue about how he is self-conscious about his saggy long balls and is saving up for a surgery. She was very taken aback and said, I truly don't think most women would ever even notice that. He proceeded to tell her that all women are shallow and bitches. Oh, hate him and that she is just as judgy as all the others and then gave some unsolicited critiques on her body okay wow (laughs) to that she answered okay goodbye sir he texted her probably seven times a day for like three weeks after that some truly wild text you left me because of my balls you're a massive bitch etc etc flash forward to thanksgiving week she gets a hi i'm back home and would love to connect text she gets a Happy Turkey Day, you turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Colorado. She was debating writing back when he hits her with a second text stating, I got my surgery and would love to show you. (gasps) Complete with an angel emoji. She did not text back and I have not stopped laughing about this. No shame to any men that want to change up their bods, but don't call women bitches and try to take us down with you. Well, yeah, at first... At first, I was sad and empathetic. He's just embarrassed. But then, oh, well, because I have saggy balls. And guess what? Women are bitches. And you know what? Look at your saggy tits, okay? (laughs) And look at your stomach. Look at those muffin tops. Like, relax, Yeah, he he had us until he started, like, becoming a demon. Also, how many men do you think have surgery on their scrotums? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably similar to like, you know, girlies having surgery on their labia minoras. Or majoras. How many women do you think have surgery on their labia majoras? I mean, I enough for it to be a surgery. It's not like a like a rare surgery. I just think what a plot twist because I was like, oh my gosh, I know being honest so about it. And then I was like, what a fucking little asshole. And that would like suck to like be like, oh, I'm just gonna like put my little pee pee through my little pee pee hole. Well, that would be sad but if he wasn't like, such you a have, dick about yeah, it. You don't have to be an asshole. Like Jesus Christ. Like just be like, hey, like I'm in. This is an insecurity of mine. And then the thing about women is that we're generally softer and like I don't really know even like the biggest bitch like okay if he's able to wear boxer shorts that means it's not touching his kneecaps so like his balls (laughs) can't be that okay you're thinking that like that's the only level like once it gets to the kneecaps well I'm just reading context clues and I am wondering how long they are and how insecure he should be or if he's blowing up I, I don't know like I mean even this would be like a lot that's I mean, like pretty saggy balls. And it's also, if you, if you love someone. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Well, the, for, it doesn't sound like they're in love. Well, he didn't give it a chance because he is projecting his insecurities by. And also can't feel bad for him because you know that um, picture of all the different vulvas. Yeah. And it's like, which one are you? Are you a 1D or a 4J or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's like. Oh my god, roast beef sandwich, disgusting. I've not seen the same thing about different ball sack wrinkles or Bowls. shape or length or anything. Yeah. And so maybe maybe 
he's average and he just doesn't know. Well, I think here's the important lesson here. No matter who you are, if you're a saggy ball guy or roast beef vulva girl, you should just own your body and don't worry about what the other person has to say about it because if they find it weird, then, then that's, that's their a, problem. That's a them problem. And if you have your own insecurities and if you feel vulner- vulnerable enough to tell somebody and if they're responsible and if, but then, sorry. And if you're vulnerable enough to tell somebody, then do not get embarrassed that you just admitted that and then start critiquing their body and saying what they sh- have room to improve. Exactly. He wasn't actually being vulnerable. He was using that as a weapon. Like, and now, and this is why I can't well, do that. I think he was for like, this a, is why I have to squeeze my no, penis I out of the I think he was caught off guard. Hole. I think he was caught off guard that she was like, Hey, like, why don't, you know, why do you always keep your boxers on? And he didn't have, he was startled and he was like, well, the real reason is because, you know, and the vulnerability comes out for a split, split second of I'm insecure about my saggy ball sack. And then it's like, Oh my God, I cannot believe that I said that out loud. And like, well, and look at you, like, you're no prize. And it's like, bitch, who fucking asked? Like, <laughs> well, I was just letting you know you can take off your fucking boxers. Like, yeah. Do you think you could catch a prize with those saggy balls? Like, you're well, right. And it comes back. So I have this, like, theory. Men only know happy and angry. Those are, like, the only two emotions that they are taught that are okay growing up. So, like, him not knowing how to be like vulnerable and honest and like all these other emotions. So he has to just resort to anger. And she would probably, if he was like, I'm really insecure about my saggy balls, she'd probably be like, honestly, I truly don't give a shit about your balls. Like, go ahead, let them, let them, let them hang loose, buddy. Yeah. And you don't have to be like a little bitch when you're talking about like, I'm sure he's probably thinking like, he's going to sound like a little like beta male. If he's like talking about his insecurity about your saggy balls, but you couldn't be like, completely secure and honest i think that's like even more confident to be like hey this is the thing that bothers yeah me. you sound a lot more beta by being like and look at this 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 like, yeah you sound yeah okay so this one hi sisters i'm Hello. 24 and went to austin to visit my brother a couple months ago Ooh. we hung out with one of his friends we will call him gary 28 years old hot I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. My brother told me before we met up with him, Gary broke up with his girlfriend a while back, so I had to tell him that he couldn't hit on you. Well, I ended up having a major crush on old Gary, of course, because he just set it up like you couldn't be together. Romeo and Juliet. We followed each other on Insta and have responded to each other's stories a few times, but that was all until he messaged me a happy birthday last week. Happy birthday, girl. Sagittarius vibes. I decided to reply with thank you, my number, and text me sometime. Ooh, bold love. I like it. That's that's so Sagittarius. Taylor's a Sag. To which he promptly replied with, well, I would, but I really don't want to upset your brother, but I'm sure when you come back to visit, we will all hang out again, which will be good. Please help. How do I tell him that I have dated enough of my brother's friends to know that he does not care without flat out telling him that? Or do you... Or do you think it was just an excuse and he really doesn't like me? Anything will help. I sent it to my brother and all he said was, oh, he's a good boy. He just wants to be my pal. So he gave me nothing to go off of, unfortunately. Damn. I think first you need to ask your brother, like, would you would you be bothered if I pursued this? Because that's, in my opinion, I would care 
the most about my family first. I don't know what it's like to have a brother. Truly, like, cannot relate less to this. Like, I can't imagine, like, a sibling telling me I couldn't date one of their friends. Yeah, but and also being so hands-off, being like, oh, wow, he's a nice guy. Let's see how it goes. I'd be like, oh, my God. And then what did he say? And then what? Like, I would be so... I have my fingers in every well, little pot of all I think of that. that your brother thinks that the the friend already handled the situation and that the door's really closed. And your brother that. your brother is not thinking that you're sending this to him being like, "Oh, sis, you know what? It's okay. You can date him." Like he's he's your brother. He's still a guy. Like yeah. you need to lay it out there, "Hey, I'm sending you this because I'm about to respond and be like, "My brother won't care." Yeah, I just need to make sure my brother won't care. Yeah, we or or you can just go behind your brother's back and seduce Gary. Well, now I don't think that she can because she sent a screenshot in the first place. Well, it sounds like she's done this before. (laughs) Well, which is why if she had done it before and no screenshot in the first place would have been had, then it's like, oh, because now he thinks that Gary is this really stand up great friend. And so if something happens behind his back and he's not in the know, then he might be like, what the fuck, Gary? Can somebody who has a brother explain to us why brothers don't want sisters dating their friends and vice versa? You know, it's even like more annoying when girls are so like, like guarded about their brothers. Well, I can understand if... Because you guys want to have the gross like locker room talk. Like that's how... I don't know how... Oh, wait, she was 24. He's 28. Yeah, I don't think about it like that. I think about it more like if this is a if this is one of his really good friends and then if you guys were to date or hook up or something and if things go south, then Gary might just naturally feel a little less inclined to hang out with the brother. And how good of how good of friends are they? You know, like we don't know. Exactly. We we need more context. Yeah, I don't know if we need more context. We just need to know, like, why would he not, like, why can't you date your siblings' friends? I truly don't know. I just feel like if I had a brother, I would date all of his friends. Yeah, but also if you had a brother and if he was like, oh, he's such a good guy, you'd be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him that you don't care. Oh, I would go behind my brother's back 100%. You wouldn't send the first screenshot. No, I would never tell my brother to begin with. That's where she fucked up is she told the brother. And I would tell the brother in in hope that he would like read between the lines. And when he didn't, I'd be like, no, idiot. I'm going to respond and say, he's my brother doesn't care. Well, also she's like, hey, look, I really like Gary. Then it's like, it's weird because like she doesn't know Gary. All she wants to do is like get to know Gary and Gary's like, not I, I think that this is something that you just need to like ride out and I think you need to see you need to go come back to Austin tell us when you're here let's go tell, out first yeah tell us when you're here yeah and then so also does Gary have any other friends maybe like Paige or Bailey could well not you Bailey but Paige could <laughs> no, go out. the other Bailey the other Bailey um maybe you guys could all go on a double date and then um 20 how old was she she's 24 he's he is 28 honey yeah, but Gary might have friends who are 30. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so um, then I think you guys need to get drunk and just like start flirting. You need to start out flirting at the beginning of the night. And then you need to hook up behind your brother's back and just be like, look, me and Gary are in love now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that you just need to tell your brother, yes, like 
sucks to suck but like i'm gonna sucks. see i'm gonna see what happens with gary bye <laughs> <laughs> and the brother seemed like he gave him a blessing he was like wow what? he's a really good guy no, no he said he's a good guy because he's not because he was trying he, to hook up with you yeah but then i'd say okay cool so that means good guy that's green light to me bailey only hears the first part of that yeah sentence. yeah i feel like he's a really good guy i'm glad he turned no, you down re- no read yeah read what gary said again <laughs> read what gary no, said again he's their boyfriend her future boyfriend i know and he because the important part. because he resp- gary responded so oh yeah he, he said says, um well i would but i really don't want to upset your brother but i'm sure when you come back to visit we will all hang out again which will be good and then the brother when she said hey like what's going on with gary i just tried to like you know give him my number he said oh he's a good boy he just wants to be my pal yeah because because gary said oh i would but i can't because of the brother yeah so the brother's like gary gary's a real one he's got my back you know and you're 24 so like you should have fun and definitely you know who would be the least likely out of us three to have like a brother like based on the vibes like I cannot what could picture- that possibly mean like the I least can't likely out of us to have a brother literally all of us <laughs> like you give the least brother vibes how I don't know I just like I really cannot picture you with a brother the only reason you can picture her with a sister is because you're one of them <laughs> I can picture like, you with a brother me too <laughs> okay what you guys, possibly you guys aren't understanding what i'm saying i understand it spell it out you're being so like like uh what's the word tonight i don't know vocabulary inquisitive what does this mean out of all of us you're the least <laughs> likely to have a brother out of all the three of us only sisters you're the least likely to have a brother you know what like, i mean like you do not give i'm advice. asking you what you mean <laughs> how could i know what you mean when if i'm asking it you know what i mean bitch you know what i mean she's do you know what she means like if we were not in this family based on our vibes like who i understand the context (laughs) then why aren't you then why are you so pissed i think it's because biology doesn't go off of personality <laughs> oh my god you're so annoying okay we gotta stop this wait speaking of vocabulary you want to know what my word of the week is what egregious that's a good one it's a good one i've been using it a lot this week my word of the week is aggravated assault on a police officer mm. what's your <laughs> word of the week um undecided right now <laughs> Of a poor back later. Your word of the week is contentious. Your word of the My week. My word is- of the week is perplexed, <laughs> comma annoyed, comma um. You know what I meant. Okay, let's drop okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Your Poor Dad, the actual number one sister podcast in all of Austin, Texas, and soon to be it. the world. The world. With your guys' help. So don't forget to leave a review on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Give us some comments. I love reading your comments. So um, do I. 
because I'm the one who reads them. And then no, I, I will, can read them. Well, not you DMs. can respond and be like, this is Paige. They yeah. would like that. I just need to get back. I think I you need just, to log back in. You just need to say this is Paige. So they know when it's like, this is Paige, period. Like you text with periods and it's literally so stressful to text with you because you're like, thank you, period. Like I'm like, thank you. Okay, you're extra, extra dramatic right now because I don't say thank you, period. No, you're like, that would be good, period. Hey, can you send those documents over? Period. Periods? I don't text with periods. I period. Wait, I text- just a fucking run-on sentence, 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 sentence. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> I text with a fucking period at the end the, of your fucking sentence. The only, the only little, what are they called? Commas, periods? What do you mean? What are those called? The group of them. What are punctuation marks? The only punctuation marks I use are commas, ellipses, and exclamation marks. And then if it's, if it's, if the... Seldom appropriate to those grammatically. <laughs> and if the sentence calls for a period, but I don't want to come across harsh, I will throw in an angel emoji or like an upside How down. How is that always relevant? I think that's like um, throwing us back a few decades, you know, well, feminism wise and grammar wise. I mean, say la vie. Such is life. Okay, so if I ever get back into this Instagram, you'll um, know. You'll know the difference. Trust and me. Also, I'll say if you do want to send us an email, it's okay if you use angel emojis as punctuation marks. But make sure fine. it's in a PDF. And apparently, it's okay if you just never use a period. Yeah, just run on forever. Like you have so much to say. I want to hear it. Okay, so what was I saying? Leave a review. Leave us comment. Oh, on YouTube, definitely leave us comments. We actually kind of have like a good little YouTube community over there. Um, and then make sure to follow us. You guys are already all following us, I know. But um, your pro dad pod on Instagram. Wait, TikTok. also, did I tell? I think I might have said it that the way they our sisters share is via text. And I yes. just love that about them. Mm-hmm. Keep doing so that. that. Um, this is the longest outro ever. Um, and then, yeah, we will see you next week. Can't wait. Bye. 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 Bye.